Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and my guest today is El Paso County's Chief Human Resource Officer, Xavier Frost. How are you doing today, Xavier? Oh, not too bad, Scott. Thank you for having me. Good. No, absolutely. It's, it's a pleasure. Uh, just wanted to say before we get started, uh, I wanted to add that if listeners are interested in more stories about people doing good in and around El Paso County or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, you can find additional episodes of this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, but to get started, I wanted to have you go into some of your background prior to your current position. Sure, sure. So uh, my my career in HR kind of kicked off when I started with the city of Phoenix, actually. A very large employer, about 14,000 mm-hmm. employees. Uh, I started there in safety, actually, and safety is mostly tied into HR mm-hmm. uh, per different organizations. But uh, I started there in safety. And then about six months later, uh, they gave me what would probably traditionally be considered HR duties. And that that really started my HR career supporting three different airports, including Sky Harbor. Oh, wow. I did that for several years. And uh, then I took a cruise to Alaska and decided I wanted to live in Alaska at the time. (laughs) Okay. So um, uh, moved uh, moved to Alaska, uh, became a essentially a recruiter for the municipality of Anchorage. Didn't do that for terribly long, maybe about six months before they promoted me to an equal rights EEO investigator. And uh, we held the contracts for the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, because there's no EEOC office in Alaska. So <laughs> so we did the work for them. And I did that for a couple years, and then I became an HR manager for the Alaska Department of Corrections for State of Alaska, and uh, did that for a few years. And then um, the novelty of the uh, sunlight situation in Alaska <laughs> really started wearing on me. Sure, I didn't think I could do one more year of uh, no light in the winter. So uh, it was it was not the snow, it was not the cold, but the light that eventually made me come back to the city of Phoenix. They were gracious enough to rehire me and. I was an HR supervisor and then a deputy director and then an assistant director there, you know, obviously moving up through the ranks. And Mm -hmm. uh, then I had a kid and decided I didn't want my kid kind of locked indoors for half the year because, you know, it's 117 degrees out and you can't touch anything because it's too hot. (laughs) So... Uh, we, my wife and I had made a short list of places we, we wanted to eventually move to mm-hmm. and Colorado Springs that this is, this is not, uh, for the sake of the story, uh, that this is a hundred percent true, uh, El, or, um, Colorado Springs was at the top of the list and, and, uh, we, uh, you know, we, we had, you know, Pacific Northwest and whatnot on there, but, uh, this was a number one location and, uh, one day I'm scrolling through LinkedIn and I see, you know, HR, uh, you know, executive director position for El Paso County. And, and I said, oh, I don't want to live in El Paso County. And I kept scrolling. <laughs> and then and then I said, wait a minute, did that advertisement have a snow-capped mountain? Because I've been to El Paso and I don't remember snow-capped yeah, mountains. Yeah, no snow-capped mountains there in El Paso, <laughs> Texas, that's for sure. <laughs> So I scrolled back up, and uh, I think you can probably guess the rest of the story. I ended up here, and uh, it's been terrific. Uh, this uh, this is a great job with a, 
I have a great team and uh, we have a great executive uh, leadership team here. So what are some of the responsibilities you have in this current role and how long have you been here at El Paso County? We're coming up on a year, probably uh, right at around 10, 11 months, um, I, almost at my anniversary. Very uh, good, very good. <laughs> so uh, really, uh, I, th- I think with any department head, it's my team who, who does the work and gets things done, and I, I really couldn't talk uh, enough about them. They're, they're amazing. Uh, I, I half-jokingly say I'll go to meetings uh, and, and spend my day, you know, talking so that they can get the actual work done. <laughs> but, uh, you know, really uh, the job of any uh, executive for the organization is, of course, you know, I just make the uh, executive decisions that come to me. But, you know, at, at its core, the HR department kind of has uh, two functions, one to attract and retain talent, and uh, the other is to ensure legal compliance. And everything we do kind of falls within those two umbrellas. So I try and make the best decisions possible that will allow us to attract and retain talent and uh, keep us out of trouble with any regulatory agency or lawsuits or anything like that. Right. So I'm going to take listeners behind the curtain a little bit here. Uh, Before we start recording, we kind of discuss what we're going to be talking about in here. Usually there aren't many surprises. However, I did leave one thing out in what I was wanting to talk to you about in that discussion. So this is going to take you a little bit by surprise. I hope you appreciate this. (laughs) But uh, on LinkedIn. Yes. You've dubbed yourself the candid HR guy. Oh. And so now I'm looking for a candid answer. Right. Uh, why, why the moniker? And what do, you, what do you think is appealing about labeling yourself in that way? Uh, well, that was a label that was bestowed on me that, I, that I've kind of taken ownership of. Okay. Um, HR, HR sometimes uh, has a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, uh, that they're disingenuous, that they... Uh, No layoffs are coming, for example, in a private organization, but they don't tell you to the last minute, even though, you know, it's been in the works for two years. And I didn't appreciate that that style of HR, that 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 was not what I wanted to be. Um, I didn't want to tell people one thing or withhold information and not tell them. Uh, So uh, so uh, just uh, through my career. I've been honest with people, and sometimes uh, that honesty is just telling people that I can't talk about something or right. uh, that, that you know I, I just can't get into it. But uh, it, at some point, someone uh, started calling me a coworker of mine started calling me uh, the candid guy or something like that, <laughs> and I just I took ownership of it. And uh, I think uh, you know, at least I hope people have appreciated. Me just being real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not going to hide anything from you. Um, if you if you ask me, uh, you know, again, a candid question, I'm going to give you the most candid answer I possibly can. And that's, uh, you know, part of what I champion here in the department of uh, we don't want to be the secret holders. Right. If, uh, you know, someone has questions about the interview process, you know, let's, let's tell them. Uh, let's give realistic job previews. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not... Uh, you know, only paint the good of a position. Let's right. let's tell people what the bad is too, if there's anything, and and let them make the right decision. Um, and then when they come on board, they're uh, 
they're a lot happier because they've uh, taken a job that they, you know, expected. So those are just right. like some examples. Right. Yeah, no surprises for, right. for coming on. Uh, do you feel like you've been able to essentially flourish with that persona here at El Paso County? I think it's appreciated here. It seems to work with the style of everyone else. Um, so uh, flourish, I don't know uh, if <laughs> okay, that's the that's word right. I would use, but uh, <laughs> hopefully everyone appreciates the the style in which we're mm. doing HR these days. Very good. Uh, so from your perspective, what do you think is appealing about working at El Paso County? I, I've been here for, it's been just over six months. You know, I certainly have my own opinions and mostly positive. But uh, for you, what's appealing about working here? Well, um, a little behind the scenes, uh, you know, I, I, at this point in my career, I probably don't take any job where I haven't vetted it mm-hmm. uh, pretty thoroughly. So after I was offered the job, I actually set up a meeting with Brett Waters, our county administrator. And I think we spent about an hour and a half in a one-on-one after my interview where I was asking him questions about, uh, what what his philosophy was, um, uh, trying to gauge how employee-friendly he is, uh, trying to gauge his direction for the county, where he sees HR, uh, you know, the value he places on uh, compensation and benefits and what have you. And I loved all of his answers, and I'm not just saying that because he's my boss. Right. But, <laughs> right. but he right. gave, but he gave good enough answers that I was willing to move from Phoenix, Arizona, to uh, you know El Paso County. So, mm-hmm. so I'll start with that. That uh, the direction from you know our our top official is uh, right in line with being employee friendly, you know, benefits friendly, compensation friendly. So that's uh, you know what got me here and what. Uh, kind of drives our entire culture and our mission. Um, but at a at maybe a more granular level, I really like just supporting the community I work in. I, I did work in the private sector once upon a time, and uh, there's, there's something to be said for not killing yourself for, uh, you know, a board member to be able to buy a new yacht right. or shareholders <laughs> to be able to buy summer houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I put a lot of value in what I do day to day makes a difference in the community I live in. Yeah. So I want to go back to that meeting with Brett you had. What does it mean to you that someone in that position would take that time to sit down with you? But you're not even an employee yet, right? right? What does it mean to you that that type of individual is leading this organization? Uh, it means everything, right? Um, there's, there's a saying in HR about, you know, people don't quit their jobs, they quit their bosses. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's not just a line, right? Like your boss really matters. Your, the people at the top drive the culture. So the fact that he was willing to meet with me, same day, by the way, because I had to fly back out. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and then the answers he gave let me know right there, hey, the culture he's going to drive there is something I want to be a part of. And I think he had only been in his position for maybe nine, ten months, maybe a year, something like that. But, but I knew that he was going to take us places, and I wanted to be a part of that. So you mentioned a little bit about the culture here at El Paso County. Um, I think another thing that drives a lot of uh, prospective employees' desire to work at a certain place is the benefits that that a place offers. Can you talk a little bit about the benefits that El Paso County offers and why it should be appealing uh, to prospective employees? 
Sure, sure. I mean, we we have, you know, kind of our official benefits, right? You know, we have medical, dental, vision. Uh, and then we have maybe some more um, unusual benefits or at least benefits that aren't uh, quite offered everywhere. Um, you know, of course, our pension plan, which is, you know, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost no private organization is competing with that and ensures that you can retire and actually enjoy a retirement right. with the, you know, not just retire and live in a van down by the river. But right. um, so that's, you know, incredible, of course. Uh, we also have tuition reimbursement, which uh, now includes certifications. We just redid our tuition reimbursement program, actually. One of the big benefits of that, aside from raising the dollar, about, dollar amount attributed to that, is it used to have to apply to the job you were in, and now the uh, now the degree can apply to any job within the county, because we understand that uh, people want to move around, and, and sometimes you work in something for ten years, how, however long, and then you want to move. We have a lot of jobs here. If you include the sheriff's office, we're at about three thousand employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have the ability as an employee to move around at different jobs, different departments. Uh, you know, we want to keep you. So we changed that uh, tuition reimbursement program to reflect that. We have the Reach Your Peak Wellness program. It comes with uh, several benefits. Uh, as, a, as a wellness program, you can kind of accumulate points to get prizes. Uh, you can get uh, 240 annually uh, $240 annually taken off your medical premiums. Oh, wow. You can get $600 a year in your health reimbursement account. Uh, so that's a that's for a wellness program. That's one of the best wellness programs I've come across. We have Surgery Plus, which is free to employees. It's a no-cost benefit. But if you need surgery, uh, the... Surgery Plus folks, they screen uh, pretty heavily uh, surgeons, and then they will contract with those at contracted rates. So mm. they'll, they'll negotiate contracted rates with surgeons to give uh, us, the, the user, if you will, the, the person needing the uh, surgery, mm. you know, up to a 50% discount. Uh, so uh, for no cost, that's, again, an incredible benefit when you think of how much health care can cost, especially a surgery like that. And they do yeah. hundreds of different types of surgeries. Um, this isn't a benefit we offer, but uh, I love this benefit because I'm uh, a really big benefactor of this. But the public service loan forgiveness, this is a benefit offered by the feds. And uh, to try and get it in a nutshell, if you're in a government job paying on your student loan for 10 years or you know, so many payments, they'll forgive the loan. And uh, I just recently had $62,000, uh, give or take a couple bucks, forgiven. Jeez. Uh, so you know, what a meaningful impact, right? Yeah. And, you know, 10 years is going to pass anyway. It seems like a long time, but <laughs> it's going to pass anyway. Right. So uh, you might as well take advantage of the benefits. And um if, you, if you'd allow me to talk a minute about total comp, unless yeah, you yeah, want to no, address please. that in another question. No, go ahead. At El Paso County, we're benefit rich. So, uh, of course, salary is uh, a main attractor, but it's not uh, in the entire picture. Mm-hmm. We, we actually ran some kind of total comp data recently on a couple positions, and 
uh, give or take a couple percentage points, your compensation made up about 60% of your total comp. And then the state and federal mandated benefits made up about another 10%. Mm-hmm. So that leaves 30% uh, total comp that employees need to consider. Because uh, if, if another job comes up, and maybe in like the private sector, and it's, you know, whatever, a 5% increase, right. you could be taking, you know, a pretty big hit uh, total comp-wise by taking that. So, you know, I encourage anyone... Uh, when they're thinking of taking on a job to ask about total comp rather than just ask about the wage. You know, how many holidays do I get? Do you have floating holidays? Uh, what's the, you know, vacation accrual like? What's the sick accrual? And uh, take all those things into into uh, consideration before, you know, accepting any job. Yeah, and one of those things I, I would like to go a little bit deeper in on is that pension you talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, when... I, I just think about when I started my career, you know, I'm a young 20 something year old. I don't really have a vision of the future. Right. Uh, I'm not thinking, you know, oh, 25 years down the road, what is life going to look like? I'm thinking, oh, I just got my degree. Let me, you know, start making as much money as possible. Right. And I think the idea of the pension that El Paso County offers is really hard to explain to someone who's, mm-hmm. who's in that position. So for you, if you are trying to explain why this pension is such an important benefit to someone who's just starting out their career, maybe maybe just graduated high school, you know, mm-hmm. or you know, maybe just got their degree and and is just starting a career, why is that such a benefit and something that should be looked at? And as opposed to say that five percent higher salary, or you know even ten percent higher right. salary, they may be making at another uh, private uh, company. Sure. Uh, well, I guess what I would say is a pension is a guaranteed retirement, uh, and it's the only guaranteed retirement you can come by uh, here. So. Um, if you go to a private organization, they might have an attractive 401k, for example. So you kick in 8% and they kick in 8%. I think 8% is probably about the top I've seen, mm-hmm. uh, although I haven't looked at 401ks in, in, a, in a minute. But that's not a guaranteed retirement, though. You, you contribute whatever you contribute. The employer contributes whatever they contribute. And then you can hit, you know, 55, 60 and discover you've only put away, uh, you know, 200 grand, something like that. And there's, there's a lot of varying numbers out there, but, you know, they, they roughly estimate, you know, you might need about 2 million to retire. Mm-hmm. We offer, you know, and a lot of government agencies offer this, this pension plan to, to guarantee that, you know, at, at a certain age and years of service, uh, you can go enjoy the rest of your life, whatever that enjoyment looks like, and not have to worry that, that you will have to work until your final days on, on, on earth, you know? Right. Right. And again, you know, when I, I just think that when you're younger, you're, you're not thinking about that. You're, th- uh, you're thinking about, you know, what's right in front of me. And the, the concept that if I would have started working for El Paso County when I was 18 and, you know, by the time I'm, I don't know exactly how the numbers work out. So give me a little bit, <laughs> a bit of grace me here. Me either, to be fair. <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know, say I work until I'm 40, let's just say 50 to be safe because I feel like the numbers work out favorably. Mm-hmm. 50 years old. Right. I mean, look, I'm 37 years old. 50 doesn't feel a whole like too far away at this point. But I also know people who are 50 and 
they are youthful. They have life. They, yes. they, they are able to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back earlier in my career when I was working for private companies, I was thinking, my gosh, I'll be lucky to retire when I'm 75 right. and then, you know, feel comfortable for whatever the rest of my life may be. Mm-hmm. The concept that I can start working at 18 and retire even at the age of 50 and be like, oh, I can just go live life now. Right. It's just, yeah, it's it's almost beyond comprehension for me and something that I don't think can be talked about enough in terms of a benefit that, you know, it, it, like you said, it's not just El Paso County that offers this. It's other government agencies offer a similar type of pension plan. But if you're here in... El Paso County, if you're, if you consider maybe that's a place to go, you know, that's the thing that I'd be banging the drum for. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, when, when I was a youngster, I wasn't thinking about that either. And right. I was probably chasing, you know, two, 3% increases to whatever mm-hmm. employer would offer those. Um, and now I reflect back and, you know, if you had the magic wand, right? Like I wish <laughs> I could do it all differently. I, I would work for the government employer for, you know, the, the 20, 25 years, whatever it happens to be, and retire in my 50s and uh, go travel, do whatever. Right. Uh, you know, I, did, I wasted some of those uh, beginning years. Uh, I, I'm right there with you. If, uh, if I had stayed in the private sector, I'd probably be looking at retiring 20 years later than uh, what I am, and I don't know if it would be comfortably at that, but mm-hmm. uh, luckily... Uh, it, it kicked in what a benefit that this was, or I, I realized what a meaningful benefit this was at some point. And uh, there you go. Thus, I'm, you know, kind of a long-term government employee now. Right. Nice. So I understand I'm going to ask a fairly broad question. Feel free to take it however you want. Uh, but if someone was considering a job with El Paso County, what advice would you give them, whether it be for the interview or, you know, just what they're looking at in terms of what the job might be? Uh, what kind of advice could you give someone looking uh, for a job here? Sure. Um, well, let me, I, I, I guess I'll start with interviews. Um, and this is interview advice for anywhere, not, mm-hmm. not just El Paso County, but know your history and know your accomplishments. Uh, generally, if you know those two things, you're going to be able to answer more than half the questions. If, if you're just uh, thoroughly knowledgeable about uh, your work history and kind of what you've accomplished at these different jobs. Uh, secondly, I, I'll, I'll advise people to do exactly what I did and what we talked about earlier, which is ask a lot of questions. You know, make sure you're making the right decision for you. Uh, of course, we want to get people on board. We, we want to get people in the door. But we also want it to be the right fit for the person coming on board as well. So uh, ask all the questions you need to, to to make the best choice for you and your family. And then um, I guess my recommendation would be uh, don't be afraid to apply for other things within the county. I mean, again, that that's part of what makes us a great employer is these very different types of jobs. You can go from a desk job to working in a park or vice versa if you want to. This isn't an employer that punishes you for that type of thinking. Right. Uh, so uh, if, if you put in several years and you, you just get uh, that itch that you want to do something different, you know, we encourage you to apply for other jobs within the county. And then the last thing I really want to touch on, is, and you mentioned this a little bit before, that concept of working for 
a community and not necessarily working for a board of directors. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I liked that idea and was wondering if maybe you could talk a little bit about what it means as an employee to support the community that you live in. Yeah, I think that, uh, <laughs> I think that depends on the job, right? Mm-hmm. There are positions that directly support the community. If you're out there uh, plowing the roads, if you're out there fixing the roads, if you're a sheriff, uh, deputy out there, uh, you know, keeping people safe, you have a very direct impact on your community. And then there are positions like mine, which are support positions, uh, but I still find a lot of meaning in the the choices I make ultimately end up and hopefully getting the right people on board and in the right jobs that uh, those people who provide the direct service to to our community are the best fit possible and uh, have the best interactions with our community. Very good. Thank you. Uh, So is there anything else that you want to add that we haven't talked about that you think would be important for listeners to know about? Well, we have a couple upcoming things. Uh, I'll I'll throw an advertisement out there for uh, so January was Mentorship Month. We're, we're getting going, I'll say, on uh, establishing a formal mentor program. We're going to kick that off in the admin departments. But we're going to be looking for mentors and mentees to, uh, you know, take part in that program. I think it's pretty exciting, really speaks to uh, where the county is, is going, that, uh, you know, we want to invest in employees and, and build uh, all future talent. Uh, next, we're looking at a leave donation program. No promises on that one, but, <laughs> okay. um, you know, em- employees who, who have that catastrophic moment in their life, right, uh, that uh, causes them to be out for a while. We're looking at what we can do to allow employees to donate leave time to, uh, to those employees so that they don't have to take unpaid leave or oh, as wow. much unpaid leave. Yeah. Absolutely no idea what the details of that sure. are going to look like. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. You know, don't, don't uh, you know, hold me to it, but uh, we're, we're looking at doing that. And also we're looking at uh, some sort of county anniversary recognition. Again, don't know what that looks like, but when employees hit 5, 10, you know, those those big years, we, we want to celebrate that some way. And, mm-hmm. Again, that speaks to uh, the employee focus that, uh, uh, you know, I appreciate Brett Waters for and uh, the direction we continue to try and move on a daily basis. But what that recognition looks like, we, we don't quite have that hammered out yet, but, but we do want to do something to recognize those employees on, their, on those big anniversaries. Great. Uh, well, thank you, Xavier. I uh, really appreciate the conversation for you taking the time today. No, of course. I appreciate it. Thank you again for having me, Scott. If you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, you can search for us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.